we all none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I really know. know. I know. No, I, I know. I. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite buddy? movie of all time. Step nine. Oh, good. other choice than remember the titans being number one i'm curious <laughs> i'm spoiling mine but well let's let's see here we go yeah that's a good, good I'm question not even talking. <laughs> you shouldn't be talking at this point <laughs> what's up everyone welcome back to apocalypse now the movie hangout show from apocalypse movies my name is geo i'm once again hosting and i have some of the crew here with me obviously jake is out there enjoying his 30th birthday happy birthday jake from all of us uh, we Happy hope you're having a, have, having a fantastic evening. Uh, I am joined by Mr. Jacob Bartley. Jacob, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, you know, going through life, working, all that. Um, sending kids uh, from my side of the campus to Brian's side of the campus to deliver mm-hmm. messages to Brian. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun earlier today. But yeah, um, it's all good. Finally... We made it to the movie theaters this past weekend, which which was a lot of fun. Uh, Gio and I, we saw Uncharted, which we'll talk about later on in this episode. All right. Yep. Yes, we will. That's a good tease. Uh, Brian Avlacino, what's up, man? Oh, nothing. Just chilling and anticipating uh, kickball in an hour. God help me. Nice. I, I'm so out of shape that I'm terrified that I'm not going to be able to make it from home plate all the way around. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, happy to be here. And Keith Barnes should be joining us uh, later on. Um, and hopefully he's around for our Peacemaker discussion, which is coming up very soon. Um, I myself, I'm doing okay. I uh, went TV shopping. Initially, oh. I went to Best Buy and bought a <laughs> bought a samsung and then i started reading reviews about how much samsung has just declined in the past couple of years so i went with a sony and uh i am having it delivered tomorrow and uh i'm sorry thursday and um i i think it'll be a great five to seven year investment you know with tvs um they've just evolved so much since my days at (laughs) <laughs> target working electronics uh back in 2011 um wow i just re- i remembered one of my target shifts was uh i i had to work midnight for the twilight breaking dawn part one blu-ray release at midnight oh wow that was an experience uh and 10 years later he's playing batman so how about that uh, by the way, next week we will not have a show because several of us are going to go see the Batman uh, fans first screening yep. in Sacramento. So look out for an immediate reaction coming out of the theater. Uh, we agreed to do a YouTube short that will just give us some of our reactions coming out fresh. And so stay tuned for that on the channel. And uh Yep, Star Drew. Um, I, it's a uh, one of the Sony models. A new one uh, has a good OS system. 
uh expensive as god so expensive man tvs jesus christ um but like i said great investments and um let's go ahead and go to our movie watching challenge real quick before uh, brian has to head out where's the stinger there it is movie no! watching challenge jacob was challenged last week to watch lincoln uh starring daniel day lewis uh directed by steven spielberg um we can't say too much because your video is already on the channel, Jacob. But yes. you want to give a little tease so they can go and check it out? Sure, yeah. So, yeah, there's a 10-minute review up on the YouTube channel. You can go watch that now. But all I'll say is all those people, all these years that I've been hearing say, Lincoln is so long and boring. I don't get what they were talking about because that movie is so brilliant and so entertaining all the way through, in my opinion. What I think enjoyed it very much. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you have an extreme interest in historical stuff, but yeah, I, it's a lot of talking. But I okay, that's boring. I was just enthralled with Daniel Day Lewis. So yeah, go check out my review. It's up on the YouTube channel. All right. Well, you guys know how this uh, movie watching challenge goes, Jacob. Who would you challenge next, and what are they watching? So. I'm curious because the person I challenged is what is on this video right now. So I'm guessing neither of you know. Um, and the person is Geo. But Geo, ah. do you remember a statement you made in the last couple weeks about a movie that you haven't seen? Can you guess what it is? Is that my Godfather Part 2? Yes, I am challenging Geo to the Godfather ah. Part 2. As soon as you said that, I think it was two weeks ago, I was like, that is the next movie I'm challenging Geo to. So I got the opportunity, so I'm doing it. Man, I hear this one is just as good as the first movie, if not better. And um, I'm very curious. Thank you. I just, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, when life you get busy and all the content that's coming out nowadays that we're being fed, you just movies get lost and so yeah. one thing i do appreciate about this challenge is that now i have to watch it no excuses roll it up push everything else aside okay snyder cut i'm sorry i gotta wait for your rewatch um i'm gonna watch godfather part two there it is i'll have my thoughts up on the channel next week and uh looking forward to that man all right yeah, I'm this, is a, this is a big one right here. <laughs> um, before we go to Peacemaker, because I want to start this right now. This is the uh, Peacemaker is the elephant in the room. It's it's the one that's been talked about the most since uh, um, the finale dropped last week. And um, we're going to get all of our thoughts. Spoilers. If you haven't seen Peacemaker yet, giving you a heads up. But first, we're going to talk about this uh, super chat from our brother. Johnny Quest, thank you. Hello. Thank you, Mr. Quest. man. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's that that means a lot. All right. He says, "You guys see the review embargo with the Batman, and does that make you nervous at all? Especially with all the clips. Seems like they are trying to sell the movie. Doesn't seem great. A little scared. Thoughts? Who wants to so go? First? Is the question that he's asking? Are we?" Do we know about when the review embargo lifts? Did they say that it 
lifts close to the film releasing or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly week. when. I think it's this week. At some point, yeah, it's so this when, week. When is the premiere? Do we know? I believe uh, it's this oh, week. Oh, so the review embargo lifts February 28th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, so okay. that's what? So Sunday? that's not... Yeah. I mean, the real release date for the movie is March is March 4th. So it's the week of. It's, you know, the Monday of that week, and we're going to see it the next day. I don't think this is anything to be concerned about, to be honest. And I, I honestly, like, can't believe we're seeing it that soon. But uh, no, I don't think there's anything to be worried about. I honestly, like, every the movie theater is doing early fan screenings. The reason they're doing that, in my opinion, is because they think this movie is going to be awesome and they believe in it so much and they want that word of mouth to spread like rapid fire and they want the people that go see it on these early fan screenings to see it again. So no, I think Warner brothers believes fully in this movie. I don't think there's anything to be worried about. Brian, I, I'm avoiding everything at all costs. I don't want to hear anything. No one talked to me about it. If you've seen <laughs> it, all of that stuff, yeah, because it's only a week away. Um, and frankly, I really don't care what people say because on these types of movies, I want to form my own opinion. Fair enough. Uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think it's concerning at all. Um, I think they're trying to keep it close because I mean, if you look at a movie like The Eternals, you know, they had that, and somebody one of the major trades spoiled something in their headlines and um you know twitter social media now th there's no such thing as um let's wait a couple of days before we uh, post spoilers in the form of uh you know character tweets or gifs or photos or whatnot i mean my god like peacemaker we'll, we'll get to that but the morning of when the episode dropped, I wake up, I go to Twitter and it's, it's, it's kind of my own fault. But one of the first things I see is what's revealed at the end of the peacemaker finale. And I'm just like, well, there it is right there. People have no chill. They will go out there and they will spoil and whatnot for the likes, for the engagement, for the reactions and whatnot. And I think Warner brothers realizes that we're in that time. Now we're in that time where, you know, people coming. If you don't have a a ticket, a screening of the fans first premiere, mute your Twitter, mute the words Batman, Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves, everything, and just hang on, okay? Because I guarantee you, we'll be walking out the theater, and half the people in in our auditorium are going to be tweeting, "Oh my God, I can't believe this and this happened," or "This person died," or batman did this or this person was teased or whatnot so i'm not concerned at all i think the clips from what i've seen look great they very much fall in line with what matt reeves has promised um i love the fact that it's a three hour almost a three hour movie and um no i'm i, I don't think the review embargo matters yeah. at all i just did a quick google <laughs> search and i think i see just some you know, clickbait and uh, you know headlines and stuff like that blown up a portion. Not worried at all. Not worried at all. But nevertheless, Johnny, thank you so much for that uh, super chat, guys. Feel free to send in more. 
Okay. Yeah, for right. sure. I just and I do think you're right, Gio. I think it's more about spoilers because didn't they do the same thing for Endgame? Like the embargo was like two or three days before the movie came out. Uh, it was one of the M- big MCU movies. I'm pretty sure it was Endgame, but it was because of spoilers. It wasn't because of they were worried about how the film would be perceived. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I mean, especially with a movie like Endgame, there, yeah. there was so much that could be spoiled. Yeah. Could be spoiled. Although I did see a YouTube thumbnail of all the portals opening up, and I didn't know what I was looking wow. at at the time. But when I saw yeah. it in theaters, I was just like, "Oh, okay, interesting." That's, yeah. That's wow, sure. somebody actually did that. Anything for the clicks. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, well, uh, that's a nice uh, segue from uh, one DC project that's on the way to another DC project that just wrapped up. And we are talking spoilers for Peacemaker. So if you have not seen Peacemaker, uh, you might want to leave. Or maybe you're somebody who just isn't a fan of it, isn't willing to give it a shot. Maybe after you hear our thoughts, you're going to change your mind. But I mean, something pretty big happened on the uh, Peacemaker finale. But before we do that, uh, let's get some overall thoughts on Peacemaker, the first season. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go let's, first. Uh, let's go with Brian, yeah, because he has to leave. <laughs> so um, I, it's funny because at first, like the first two episodes, I was like, okay, this is just going to be like, overly dramatic overly silly like just like ridiculous and then like it started to kind of like like i almost felt like there wasn't a story happening in the beginning and then it started to roll and then go and then to the point where i was like damn it i have to wait another week (laughs) to know the ending so um i went into it kind of just like meh to now i'm like okay, that was really good. And like, I really want to see more DC TV show stuff now. Um, I think letting James Gunn probably do whatever he wanted uh, pretty much made the show that good. That's the reason why it's probably so good. Um, Because there are things that worked on this that will never, ever, 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 ever be able to happen on Disney Plus. And I think it's a True. unique, a unique thing that in probably one of the major things that DC will always have over Marvel is they can do things that Marvel and Disney will never be able to do, i.e. nudity, swearing. To violence full on swearing like gruesome violence um that is kind of going to be dc's l- leverage over uh marvel because they'll never be able to do that and i think that kind of made me enjoy this so much more than like your normal TV show because it it got to be dark and or silly and yeah I liked it a lot a lot better than I thought going into it and I'm excited to see more season two 
Yeah, mm-hmm. in the season two. James, oh, by the way, James Gunn writing and directing all the episodes this time. Mm-hmm. Great news. I'm, I'm interested why they specified that. <laughs> like the Because even the episodes that he didn't direct were great, in my opinion. But yeah. I'm down for all James Gunn directing. Why not? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jacob? I, <laughs> this show is made for me, to be honest. I... I love this show very much. And I I'm contemplating like we always talk about best comic book movies of all time, but I like the conversation of best comic book television seasons of all time. And I think, look, this just aired. It just finished last Thursday. Right. I think you need it, need it to give it time to resonate, but I think it's going to be up there. Like as of right now for one of the best comic book television shows ever made, because and look, we should have saw this coming because it's James Gunn. Like, I think we were underestimating the show. Yeah, We should have known that it was at least going to be better. Because I remember the first trailer came out, and I didn't really... I was like, that's random. It was just them sitting in the coffee shop, right? And him getting in the in the booth and them cracking a couple jokes. I was like, is this all this going to be? And we found out it's, it's a lot more than that in, in the first episode. And I just think, look, the the drama mixed in with the comedy mixed in with the character study of multiple characters, but especially Chris Smith, the peacemaker. I just thought it was all like, it all worked together so well. And you could make a show like this and make it all silly, gore, sex, violence, cussing, and make it have no heart or no, um, you know, dramatic beats that work well combined with that. But this had everything for me, like everything. Cause they had the grand scale stakes, right? The butterflies coming eventually going to dictate where our planet earth goes and all that stuff. But then you also had the small personal level storyline with his father and all that. And I just thought all of it worked so well. And I'm not the only person, but, vigilante man he was the best part of the show i never gone from like not caring about a character at all to like oh my goodness this is one of my favorite characters ever (laughs) so and which jacob i don't know if you know this vigilante geo and i talked about geo and i talked about this heavily at jake's birthday party on sunday you know he wasn't the original actor to play that character he wasn't no he so, Gio, who was it again? I don't know his name, but he was Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The one who really died yeah yeah. So he wow. So, so it was supposed to be an older version, and it was that guy. And that going to say that's a big age difference. Yes, and that guy filmed five episodes and went. You know what? This show's not my style. It's not for me. And so they had to recast the guy that they got for vigilante right oh now my goodness and just redo all of his stuff thank i mean look i think it worked out for the best because i love oh, yeah. him in that role because if you just saw him walking down the street you'd be like who's this guy like he just looks like a regular guy you know but you mm-hmm. wouldn't think that he's you know look i don't need everything explained to me but i do want to know how he became such like a lethal killer you know, like yeah. this random guy, because look, he does a bunch of stuff action wise that prove that. But 
when he gets shot in the end and then he like throws a blade behind him as he's <laughs> falling down and it goes straight in the guy's face. I'm like, that is awesome. And cause I remember my only exposure to Adrian chase, right? That's his, is that his name or mm-hmm. is from arrow. And yeah. it was a completely different character, like yeah. way different. And so this was great. And look, he definitely has Deadpool vibes, but he pulled it off for sure. And I didn't know this. I was telling Gio, the actor is not American. He's no, he's British. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, he was in Harry Potter. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. He's pulling it off so well. And even him too, like he was a character that's like joking all the time. Right. But even there's moments with him too, that are serious, which I really appreciated. So yeah, man, it's, I love this show so much. Yeah, I I will say this because I, this is this was my only main like big thought I wanted to put out there before I leave. If DC can do this with Peacemaker, there are so many characters that would be prime for a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, especially DC. I absolutely need. Harley Quinn to have a show like this. I don't think she needs movies. I think she needs TV shows. And I think James Gunn would be perfect to do Harley. Yeah. Quinn. That's, that's a great idea. Like, I can, can you imagine, can you imagine like, um, uh, what is it? Like a Gotham city sirens type thing with. Don't remind her. me. <laughs> but I'm saying like a TV show instead of Not a movie. birds of prey. No, it, it could be great because there's so much you could do with her. And I do think it would work better as a series. I mean, we've seen it in animated, but the uh, live action series would be way different. It would be more grounded. So, yeah. yeah, that's a great point. And didn't James Gunn say he's doing another spinoff from Suicide Squad? We don't know what it is yet. Something. Hypothetically, it could be Harley Quinn. I mean, I don't know. I just I think it's going to be like Ratcatcher or something, though, but still. Probably. I just and this is something I said to Gio also. I think DC should do TV show, TV show, TV show, movie, TV show, TV show, TV show, movie, like build their world through their TV show and have their movies be events because they can do whatever the hell they want in the TV shows. There's no limits. We saw boobs. We saw violence. We saw words that I was, when they said it, I went, holy crap. Like they said that in the TV show. Like that's not a word you hear very often. The gay slur was the one I was referring to. Oh yeah. Um, they can do that in TV show, especially on HBO max. You can't, there's only a kind of like a limit that you can really get away with it in movies. So like build your ginormous awesomeness through TV show stuff. And then do like, a big movie that everyone wants to go see. I think it could be something cool that DC does, but they have, they have a clear good path after this show. Peacemaker, the Peacemaker finale was their HBO max original. As far as HBO max originals go, it was their highest like rated thing that it's the most watched since they launched HBO max. So maybe they'll take a hint from that and do something. Um, Gio, there's one major thing we haven't talked about in the finale, but I want to know your thoughts and what that major thing was. 
Um, yeah, my thoughts echo a lot of what you guys said about Peacemaker. Um, I mean, was I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I wasn't surprised that I would have enjoyed it because the Suicide Squad for myself, it, it worked. I love what James Gunn did, his weirdness, his humor, his, you know, knack for visuals and action. I thought all of that was great. And he kind of, took that to 200% with uh, this Peacemaker uh, series. Um, You talked about the amount of character depth in here. You know, that's something that these shows uh, properties can benefit from, you know, with six to eight episodes, basically one giant movie. Um, And I thought, you know, everyone here benefited from that, whether you're talking about Emilia Harcourt or, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Economos. Economos. Thank you. I wanted or him to Vigilante, or Peacemaker or Adebayo. Everybody like at some point in this season, you know, had their own arcs and stuff that they had to, you know, get past and go through this show. I mean, to further touch on what you guys were saying, it touches on a lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. You're talking about like racism you're talking about like, you know, parenting and how just like how, you know, shitty childhoods can like really traumatize you and affect you as a grown up and all, all that stuff. And, you know, you have characters like Harcourt, who is very by the book, somebody who just, you know, wants to, you know, do more than what she's given by Amanda Waller, who, by the way makes several appearances in this series i was not expecting that that was a treat she was used perfectly mm-hmm. oh yeah totally it was especially it was like she, she was... wasn't overshadowing she mm-hmm. wasn't overused but she was used when she needed to and it was used well 100 percent agree um and by the way we'll talk about what's going to happen with her character and the whole you know task force x um, yeah project because that that was that's another big thing um but i I know i know you're getting close on time brian let's just talk about uh the justice league (laughs) they had a cameo i who would have thought man i can't believe it what did you think about that (laughs) i laughed uh because i i at first went oh dang and then it was like that far away shot and i was like oh okay there's not it's none of the actual real actors and then when they actually did Aquaman and Flash, I went, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but um, I, I was a little bummed that they didn't show Superman because if they would have shown Henry Cavill, then I would have been like, he's it. <laughs> so obviously that stunk. Wonder Woman, I mean, she's, I'm sure, hard to get. I don't know. But um, I loved the the fish fish effing line that they dropped. <laughs> that was pretty good because I love because that's how um, Flash and Aquaman were, are. They're very bantery uh, in comics and stuff like that. So why not? I think it was yeah, perfect. That was a perfect a little uh, like little thing at the end. I I didn't get it spoiled shockingly because I was fully on Twitter for the whole entire day and Instagram and everything. Um, I don't know if it would have been something that. I would have been upset if it was spoiled because it wasn't like anything ground 
breaking. It was just like a fun little thing at the end. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. It was used sparingly. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't want to take Peacemaker in. But I mean, obviously that's storyline. You mean yeah. take, make Peacemaker a part of the Justice League? No, like put oh, him they back mean in jail. Him. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean he was yeah. criminal. So um or any of them. Vigilante is a criminal too. Remember, they were like, Isn't this guy wanted for multiple accounts of murder? And they're like, We got bigger fish to fry. That was yeah. like earlier on in the season. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was literally in Bel Reve. So like yeah. I, I was expecting him to like them to like be like, uh, we should take it. But it, it, that's like being over zealous. Um but yeah, no, I thought it was a good little cameo. I think that was two good people to use. Um, noticeably absent, not there, was Batman. Curious yeah. how that... They didn't even give him a silhouette. Um, but yeah, that was so, good. Before you go, Brian, I, I want to get your take on this. I uploaded this because I used it on my uh, channel. But mm -hmm. here are the... Oh, jeez. Uh, I guess. Yeah, they say, had a Batman actor. I heard that. Yeah. Stand-ins, actors, I guess. They actually put on the costumes. And you see, uh, that's very much Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I think that's her BVS costume. It looks yeah. like it. The Henry Cavill Superman costume right there. And that's confirmation that Henry Cavill Superman was the one who was shot by Bloodsport and put in the ICU. Um, and then you got Baffleck, I believe that's the tactical suit right there. Looks and like you it. can't see it, but on his caption on the far left, he says him and Cyborg were cut from the cameo. Like all of us, he wouldn't like to know a reason why, why that was the case. Um, I can go into that um, afterwards because that could be, that could take a while. But do you have any reactions or thoughts to this, Brian? <sighs> Uh, I think the one, I mean, uh, I'm not surprised Warner Brothers did it. I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, I said this to you. I think they're two safest people, even though I don't understand safe with Ezra Miller is probably Ezra Miller and um, Jason Momoa. Well, I think it would be Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we already know the hype coming with all the new Batman stuff. Cyborg, that's its own thing. Superman, that's its own thing. So, am I surprised WB didn't use those three? No. Uh, Gal Gadot, I feel like, is just, like, scheduling, probably. Like, nothing. Yeah, she was, uh, I think she was pregnant during the time, because uh, one of the uh, individuals in that social media post said, uh, um, this was from last May. Yeah. So her her doesn't surprise me. The uh, or her I I understand I should say the other three doesn't surprise me that Warner Brothers didn't want them showing mm -hmm. their face. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Well, they also have to pay them. So if you think about it, I think it was just a business move to be honest to have the silhouettes at least Gal Gadot because yeah, you know the other three characters bring controversy with it in yeah. one way or another. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, 
Well, Regardless, Brian, uh, I'm excited for season two. I'm wait, glad it's you guys. I don't know if this is true. I'm pretty sure it's true. Do you guys know that they shot that on the set of Guardians 3? That <laughs> they, they, they used... shot that scene on the set Marvel, of Guardians 3. Marvel did mm-hmm. shoot this um, as a, a thank you because uh, DC did something for, for them. I, I can't remember. Yeah, what they was, shot yeah. something on the set of something else. Yeah. So they did it yeah. as a thank you back. And see, which is weird. We can work together. Yeah. All you all you people out there who, <laughs> you know, try to start wars between no, these studios, they support each other. Stop yeah. that. Okay. They That's don't so... care as long as it brings in this. Yeah, exactly. So. And yeah. So uh any last thoughts, Brian? I know you gotta go, you gotta dip. Anything else you wanna say? I'm glad it's season. There's a season two coming. I think it deserves it. There's more I would like to know about these stories. I, and I hope HBO t- looks at Peacemaker and goes, Oh, we can make some good money off of this mm-hmm. and start do- telling some stories. I wouldn't even be opposed to them. To keep doing some absolute random he- heroes. Like, I mean, or spinoff characters. Um, Shazam's family. That could be a good family-ish version uh, that they could spin off. They got to do a Deathstroke show with Joe Manganiello. Something. I want that. I I hope, I really hope they look at this and go, okay, there's a good amount of money that we can make on this and make some good content because, and they need to stay out of director's way. They, if they are going to do stuff like this, they need to trust the people that are doing it. Like a James Gunn. The man has a track record. His track record's amazing get out of his way and let him do his stuff because clearly it works. Um, so I'm hoping they take that as a clue. Cause like I said, HBO max has that up on Disney plus. They will never be able to show boobs and say swear words and do like obscene things on Disney it plus. Like fucking yeah. Bitch and all that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like they do on HBO max. And that's the one of the only major pluses that, DC has over Marvel or Warner Brothers over Disney. So we'll see. But I loved Peacemaker season one and I'm excited for another season. There you go. You heard Brian's thoughts, you guys. Mm-hmm. Brian, where can they find you online? Uh, be of all seen on Twitter. And you can also find me on Apocalypse Move. Apocalypse, no shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, a certain point of view with Jake uh, if you're into this rundown. All right, I think the new season's starting soon, so yeah, this week for that. God help. All us. right, Brian, good luck at your kickball. Uh, don't have fun, man. and hit somebody in the face. Okay, I, I'm just <laughs> hoping I don't throw up from all the running. But, I hope uh, it's inside because it's cold. It is not. It is in the middle oh, of downtown. Goodness. So, well, well, good luck. See you guys. Best of luck, buddy. <laughs> Later. Oh man, dude. So. Let's let's stay on the the Justice League cameo for for a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, th- this is a pretty big deal, uh, if you ask yeah. me, man. Because for a while now, WB was saying Zack Snyder's Justice League is not canon. Um, the Snyderverse is going. To, this isn't WB. This is a more of a a belief that the Snyderverse will be erased. That's why we're getting Michael Keaton's Batman. That's why we're getting Supergirl instead of Henry Cavill's Superman. And essentially, it will serve as a, a reset with the Snyderverse erasing. But 
you have Henry Cavill's likeness. Yeah. Gal Gadot's likeness. Aquaman, who did you recognize that suit? Uh, no, that's, I didn't. That's the suit from his movie. The new one? Yes. Uh, well, that makes sense, right? Because that's the current suit that he has, you know? like Yeah. Uh, and one of the biggest tells for me was that joke um, between Barry Allen and Arthur Curry. Mm-hmm. They had that quite a bit in Snyder Cut. You think about when... Uh, Barry Allen was like, you know, which one looks more convincing? And he tries the different military berets on <laughs> and Aquaman's like, eh. and then when Flash oh, yeah. accidentally tackles Aquaman and then like Aquaman points his finger and is as is like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and you see more of that in here, man. I think this is a great thing for anybody who is worried about the future of DC and erasing the Snyderverse, which is stupid, first of all, to begin with, because as long as Gal Gadot is Wonder well, Woman, Jason yeah, Moore's Aquaman, that it'll live on forever. They're not erasing the Snyderverse, whatever that is supposed to mean in the first place, because they these are all the characters that he created, at, you know, and casted, you know, for his movies. Mm-hmm. And his, these are his iterations of the characters. And as long as they live on his, he's going to, his influence is going to live on through this universe. That doesn't mean, okay, maybe at one point they had a big plan with Zack Snyder's vision for the DCEU. Maybe we're not going to see that. But like I said, his influence, because he's the one who put his stamp on these characters, brought them into the world. It's going to continue to live throughout the universe. And that's the thing for me that this said, and Look, when she earlier in the episode, when when she was talking to Waller on the phone, and that was hilarious, by the way, when Abadea <laughs> was talking to Waller and then she's like, she says, you're in charge and let's go do this. And then she has to hear Harcourt say she, she's like, yes, mom, like that was hilarious. Mom? But they name drop the Justice League. Right. And Abadea was like, can you get the Justice League here or something like that? And I was like, no way. They're not going to bring them in. And then they did. And to me. It's like, yeah, we're going to get stuff like the Batman, right? Which I don't think the Batman is going to connect to the DCEU at all. Only way possible is via multiverse, right? But no. Sure. So the thing is, this to me shows that they're still going all in on a shared universe, which some people speculated that they were going to, okay, let's make Aquaman movies, Wonder Woman movies, Flash movies, but like, let's just keep them all separate. A lot of people had speculated that that's what they were going to do. And I don't think so. I, I'm like, look, you have the universe. It's here. Benefit from it. And I just think this is an, an example of how they can intertwine the whole universe. Because obviously the Suicide Squad is in the DCEU. So is Peacemaker. So are these characters. So that's promising for me. Because, look, I'm down for movies like The Batman or like Joker. I'm down for those, but I love when it comes to Marvel and DC, I love Mar- the shared cinematic universe. And I want to see these characters interact because, you know, we, we kind of, we haven't had enough of it in DC yet, in my opinion. So oh, I'm, dude, I love, I love see, seeing them pop up. So, okay. So we got Snyder cut last year, right? 2021. Mm-hmm. But that was footage that was shot back in 2016. 
So if you think about it, we haven't seen the Justice League technically in five years. Can you imagine if you got the MCU, the first Avengers movie, and then five years later would have been what? 2012 Avengers came out. And so 2017, you had to wait that long just to see them again. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. And um, so, it, yeah, James Gunn respects what was done before him is trying to build off of that. And that just needs to be made crystal clear, um, despite whatever Warner Brothers is trying to do. Um yeah, so, okay, we got through the, the cameos. Um, since we're on the finale, let's talk about something that happened that's a pretty big deal. Um, Adebayo, Amanda Waller's daughter, exposes her mother mm-hmm. and everything that she's doing with Task Force X. How she leverages um, these, um, you know, even though they're bad people, they're still people, their sentences to go out and do crazy, dangerous, risky missions um and the government can have zero liability over you know whatever happens what does this mean for task force x going forward in your opinion does it change does it change amanda waller um is she in a a lot of trouble is she gonna (laughs) play this to her benefit somehow like i mean what do you think that was huge to me because again you think this movie or this show would only affect the the things within it, right? Like, look, they stopped the butterflies, okay, or they killed the cow, so they're gonna die out, right? So, <laughs> the cow. okay, that's yeah. like big, large scale, but I don't think we would ever hear about it again in the DCEU, really, outside of Peacemaker. So, like, to have a universe shattering event happened like at a bio calling out Amanda Waller and task force X is huge because now are there, is there ever going to be another suicide squad? And I don't mean movie. I mean, in the universe, is there ever going to be another task force X? So if there's not, then are we ever going to get another suicide squad movie? Maybe, maybe not. They could, doesn't matter. They could still have the characters involved and do something else with them. But I just thought that was interesting because if, she outed her and for some reason like look isn't it's a it's essentially a branch of the government right yeah when it comes down to it so argus yeah she's telling the world about something bad that the government's doing so what what are going to be the repercussions for that like that's interesting to me but i think the major big thing is like as far as how it's going to affect our viewing experiences it's like okay if they do make another suicide squad movie they can't just say, oh, Amanda Waller, you got you send these guys out again and it's back to normal. You know, we got the bombs in their heads. So they're going to have to like if they ever do another Suicide Squad movie or show whatever, it's going to have to be something different, I think. Yeah, I think James Gunn can um, do some pretty bold things with um, Task Force X and Amanda Waller, the character going forward. Because just think about the realism uh, for a second, right? I mean, like, if we heard about this in real life, there will undoubtedly be a divide. You'll have people who say, you shouldn't do this at all. These are human beings. Even though they did bad things, they're still human beings. But on the other side, 
you're going to have a group of people who say, no, this, this is actually actually pretty good. You know, why why risk our soldiers and, you know, brave men and women on these dangerous, ridiculous missions and say it's for this reason that, you know, they're going over there for when you can just send these super powered villains, super villains on these missions and, you know, whether they live or die, whatever, you're going to have arguments on both sides. And I think James Gang can do something pretty interesting with that. Now, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, first off, she is amazing. She's great. One of the best comic book castings, period. <laughs> but yeah. is she is she scared of this? Probably not. Is she pissed off? Hell yeah. Especially <laughs> that, the fact that her own daughter yeah that's interesting like does she care more about her you know whatever amanda waller cares about i don't know what her motivations are but does she care more about doing the job or does she care more about her daughter that's that's gonna be interesting oh yeah i mean she said it in the first movie uh the the david air 2016 movie that you know because getting people to you know like i forget what she said something about you know out of their own self-interest for the good of the united states of america is what i do yeah yeah, you know, so she could easily turn this and you know make it into something else, and I'm excited to see about that as well. As to whether or not we'll get another Suicide Squad movie, I've heard people say not a movie, but an HBO Max series where you could yeah. have a lot more characters go. in there. I think that would be more fitting. Peacemaker, you know, however you feel about Peacemaker, it showed that you can actually do some things on a character death level, you know, that you wouldn't be able to do in these movies. And I think about characters like kite man, <laughs> who, was, who was referenced. Yeah. There are so many Easter eggs. There are in this so show. many and King so Shark. many references. The green arrow reference was the green hilarious. arrow. Yeah. <laughs> but the kite man one, what was it in a newspaper or something that peacemaker yeah, like apprehends yeah. the kite man? It's like, Look, I didn't even know a Kite Man existed until the Harley Quinn show. And now I'm like, I love the Kite Man on the Harley Quinn show. So right. now I'm interested in seeing a live action Kite Man. <laughs> like, But you know, his kite would have like blades on it and stuff. It would, they'd make it cool if they did. Oh it. yeah, James Gunn, do not expect comic book accuracy. I mean, James Gunn and what he did to Vigilante is proof alone. But um, he upgrades on... them, you know? Oh yeah. Like, if he were to make a kite man, it, it, he would have like tactical stuff on his kite and all this stuff. You know, it would it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. That's just I mean, it, it'd be wild to see. I'm 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 so glad James Gunn's coming back and doing the whole thing again. Um, it looked like he was in more of his element with uh, these projects. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens next. Um, what are some other big standouts for the Peacemaker season for you? I mean, let's. Let's talk about Economos real quick because he had a, I mean, if we're talking about one single character that benefited the most out of this finale, it's arguably his character. Oh, yeah. That, 100%. Yeah. Throughout the series, you know, he's being made fun of, you know, with his uh, the, the horrible dye beard and, you know, just like how he's always like, what am I doing here in this situation? And He's never taken seriously. He's always picked on by Vigilante and Peacemaker. But you learn a lot about this character just in one moment, which in context 
given the situation of where the character was and what he had to do, I thought that was a brilliant move from James Gunn to set that character up to spill all the beans in that situation where he's surrounded by the enemy and has to play it off. Like, what'd you think about all that? The character, the revelation? No, that was great because like he was the character that I kind of cared least about up until that episode. It's like, he was cool. He's funny. Obviously every crew needs a tech guy, right? I mean, and to me, I know that's a cliche, but like, it makes sense. If you're doing computer hacking and all this stuff, you need a guy like that. So, uh, his presence made sense to me, but he was like, if I was like, what's the character you care least about of the crew, it would have been him. But then in that moment, because look, they used it as a, they used it as like, uh, in two ways, right? They used it so he can get out of that situation, but it was also for him to tell us more about his character. And I love how they're cutting back to Peacemaker's face and he's like, feels guilty for making fun of him all this time. And yeah, that was a great moment. Honestly, it, it made it changed my whole perspective on his character. And especially when he puts the photo up at the end with him in vigilante yeah. and peacemaker. And now I'm excited for his character in season two, which I wouldn't, I wasn't before that scene. And the fact that he goes back to bell web prison. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, it, it says that bell web will not all of a sudden die or shut down or anything. I think that's still, yeah, we'll see lives on you know maybe it's yeah. a, they're they're watching over a little bit more who knows but yeah i mean just i you know like for for a while now i was wondering like okay when is this guy gonna get his payout because i know james gunn has something up his sleeve mm -hmm. with this character i mean he had a he had one of the most badass kick-ass moments with a chainsaw and he <laughs> oh yeah that's true <laughs> he shows up and mm -hmm. just has his moment and their bond and um you know all that good stuff um you know right next to economos and the payoff there's harcourt emilia harcourt played by jennifer holland james gunn's fiance uh congratulations yeah. james gunn uh Guess wait he was waiting to, for the for the premiere or to, for the finale <laughs> yeah i mean there's just a lot to celebrate you know and uh, on top of that now they're engaged and you know that's great great news for them um Harcourt, man, what a badass. I mean, a background character in the Suicide Squad comes to Peacemaker. We don't really know what to expect, but I think it was maybe the second episode where she's kicking the guy's ass at the bar and like, mm -hmm. you know, like showing just how much of a badass she is and having to deal with like Christopher Smith and all these, you know, different personalities you know you have out bio who's like i don't even belong here uh, mm -hmm. what am i doing here and this and that while hiding a secret you got mern who you know um mm, has mern. A, yeah has a secret we'll, we'll get to mern has a secret yeah. of his own and it's kind of like pulling the group together together while secretly running his own agenda and whatnot and she just she's like miserable but trying to push through and then like throughout the season you see her embrace this and go with it. And all of a sudden she finds a place of belonging and, 
you know, all of a sudden now she's feeling great. Now she's part of the crew. And, uh, you know, I love that little bit in the finale where, you know, uh, Christopher peacemaker, he's by her side and whatnot. And she's just like, wow, nobody's really ever cared about me that way. Yeah. You know, what'd you think about Harcourt? No, I enjoyed her character. It, she, yeah, she had a lot of depth and she was a badass. My favorite moment is when, because look, we've seen a million characters that are trained in the military and they know how to fight. Right. But like the moment where I was like, Oh, she's actually legit is when she fights judo master because judo judo master, master, what they've shown us, he's like, they say it in the first episode, they say he's very dangerous and he's, I don't know if he's super powered or what he must be, but judo master is like an elite, like very dangerous fighter. Right. So when she starts going toe to toe with him, she loses the fight, but she goes toe to toe with him for a while. And that when she did that, that was great. So yeah, she, she was a great inclusion to the show for sure. And we have to move on pretty soon, but let's touch on this real quick. The relationship between peacemaker and his father, Augie Smith played by. So I was going to tell you the thing that made this show great to me was his the his father and his brother yeah all that stuff i i I knew the brother would get yeah yeah Yeah. talk about it go ahead oh well like that storyline those flashbacks first of all the way they set it up earlier in the series he has flashbacks you see his brother on the ground having a seizure or something and you don't know what's happening right they're outside the camera doesn't show the whole context right and we also get flashbacks of his dad making him kill somebody also like this is later on. Right. Or whatever. And then in the finale, is it the finale or the episode seven where they show the full flashback of him, him and his brother fighting and they're seven. Yeah. So episode seven and he's like having a, having them fight for his buddies so they can like have entertainment. And it's like, that is so dark. And like that, that he kills his brother. It's like, people don't think about that. Like you could punch somebody in the face hard enough that can just like trigger something and they could just die. Like, obviously. And it's like, that was, that was honestly hard to watch, but all that stuff with his father made the show great to me. Like that was the difference maker. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Robert Patrick brought it, and you don't know who Robert Patrick is. He is the T1000 in Terminator 2, yeah. T2 Judgment Day. Um, perfectly cast. He from the moment you see him, you're just oh, I I I already don't like this guy. And mm-hmm. you know, as episodes go on, you're just like, this guy is just a total douche. I mean, he's just um the worst. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave him the white dragon outfit which you know i had to do some research and i'm like wow that looked amazingly like accurate like strikingly (laughs) similar wow and um for me i was more invested into that you know than that you know conflict than i was about the overall villain with the oh me too yeah you know i think that was the uh the emotion of the series uh right there and um yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, Robert Patrick brought it. The the emotion hit so hard. I saw John Cena give 
a performance that I didn't think he was capable of, honestly. I mean, the moments where he breaks down and he's fighting his inner demons and just, I mean, even outside of that, you know, his whole thing, he struggles with the idea of killing for a while, you know, mm -hmm. um, just like, he's like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Well, and they keep flashing back to when he kills um, Rick flag, Rick flag, which I'm, I love Rick flag. I love Joel Kinnaman and look, I'm okay with characters that I love dying because like it adds stakes to this, to the universe and the world. But I was still upset when Rick flag died. So the fact that they made it a storyline for peacemaker in this show, how many times did they cut back to that? Like four or five times they cut back to that. And it's like peacemaker. What a joke. And oh, yeah. I loved that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, guys, uh, we love to go on more, but that's going to do it for our Peacemaker spoiler thoughts. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think about Peacemaker. Some of you in the chat, I can see you're fans of uh, the show, and uh, it's only even more sweeter news to know that season two is coming, and uh, we'll see what that brings. Right now, James Gunn's Wrapping up, uh, well, he's not wrapping up. He's in the middle of filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Busy man, busy man. I mean, going from the Suicide Squad to Peacemaker, Guardians 3, and now he's going to go back to DC. Um, very happy about that. And uh, yeah, so let's move on to a couple other things. Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds and his uh, upcoming Netflix movie, The Adam Project. Uh, directed by Sean Levy from Free Guy and Real Steel. I think he also did the uh, Night at the Museum movies as well. And um, starring Ryan Gosling. I didn't see him in the trailer. Did you? No, I don't. I think it's it's Ryan Reynolds. And it's Mark Ruffalo. Oh, uh, uh, man. Whoever wrote these notes are drunk. Okay, so <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, and Jennifer Gardner. Basically... Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. Um, Ryan Reynolds uh, travels back in time and runs into his younger self and, um, you know, teams up with his younger self to save the future and uh, along the way reconnects with his father, played by Mark Ruffalo, um, who died when uh, Ryan Reynolds' character was a kid. Uh, Jacob, thoughts on this trailer? Yeah, it looks really good. I, I'm. Why isn't this going to theaters? Like, I, it's a Netflix movie, I know, but like, this looks like a theatrical film to me. Like, I know it's personal. Like, it's like a personal story, and there's gonna be, like, maybe there's not gonna be as as much action and sci-fi as I'm anticipating. But like, when he's taking the ship and going into that portal, and it's like this looks very cinematic to me. And look, it's cool. I'm. I'll still enjoy it at home, but I, yeah, I mean, especially coming off a of free guy, which was, which was awesome. A great theater experience for me and same actor, same director. So yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. It's funny. Do you remember um, Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo in what was the movie? 13 going oh, on 13 30. going on 30. And it's yeah. like, they look almost exactly the same. Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy um to see them again as a couple yeah i, I enjoyed it i'm in, i'm curious to see like what because they don't really tell you what the plot is really like what is the point of him going back in time yeah as far as like his younger self the mission 
yeah, I'm curious to see that, but hey, it looks cool to me. I'm I'm all down for like new versions of whatever that it kind of weapon he has, like a sword, like lightsaber staff thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm all down for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought this trailer had a strong sense of like awe and wonder. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, and you pretty much see this all happening through the kids' eyes, you know, so that adventure right there. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there were moments where Ryan... Ryan Reynolds, like he meant to deliver an emotional line or like a dramatic line, but he didn't. And I, it was just more of Ryan Reynolds. I was just like, Ugh. but I was surprised by the sci-fi elements in here. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the fighter jets, the star fighters, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. These, uh, you know, um, bad guys who you know you shoot these laser guns or something and you know it's it's like a futuristic thing but with a uh story about a boy and his father in the uh right in the middle of all that um we'll see i i'm the last last time i saw a ryan reynolds netflix movie i, I turned it off it was <laughs> oh red six, notice no it was six under i haven't seen red oh. notice yet i need to watch red notice but um, it, it looks promising. I, I love the cast. Uh, it looks like it could be a very heartfelt story. Um, again, guys, if you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. It's the Adam Project trailer on uh, YouTube, social media. Check it out and uh, let us know your thoughts. Let's get to a video game that you and I haven't played. But there was a movie mm -hmm. that came out um, and uh, starring uh, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg um uncharted the first movie in playstation's film studio um we're gonna talk spoilers <laughs> for uncharted so if you haven't seen the movie or haven't played the video games or you know any of that kind of stuff just a fair warning um but you might be inclined to watch it after you hear our thoughts because i'll start off I enjoyed this movie. I thought Uncharted was a fun time in theaters. Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland, I love their chemistry on screen. They're so fun to watch together. It was very much in the vein of like Indiana Jones with a little bit of James Bond in there. And just, again, I'm somebody who didn't play the Uncharted video games but it didn't affect my enjoyment of watching uh, this movie. Um, it's a it's a fun time. I it, I enjoy the uh, um, like I said the camaraderie between Mark Wahlberg's Sully character and Tom Holland as Nathan uh, Drake and um, Tom Holland. Man, he he brought it in this movie. He there were a couple of moments where he turned his acting up to like 150, 200%. Um, but what'd you think of Uncharted? <laughs> Man, um, I'm torn on Uncharted, to be honest. Yeah, there you go, I, Rachel. I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a good movie, honestly. I, I wouldn't. But there are some enjoyable things in it. And 
Look, I have no pro- look. I I don't have any expectations with the character of Nathan Drake. Never played the game. Only seen stuff from what people have told me. My brothers used to play it when when we all lived together, but I never played it. So like, I don't have any connection to it at all. But I know a lot of people complain that they're way too young to even play like versions of these characters. I had no problem with Tom Holland in the role. You know, uh, just a couple, just took me a couple seconds to like switch my brain off that it's not Spider-Man, that it's not Peter Parker. It's a new character. And I thought he played it well because Tom Holland, when he's playing a 16 year old kid, he does that well. Do I believe that he's a 25 year old man in this movie? Yeah, I do. And that he was good. He's not my problem whatsoever. My problem is the dialogue and the villains and you even said it to me geo yeah. the antagonists you said this walking out of theater the antagonists were terrible yeah and look if you haven't seen the movie we warned you guys it's spoilers but what the hell was going on when they killed antonio banderas like i was oh like oh my god like it's so like <laughs> antonio ahead. banderas is the big bad but then like one of the henchmen women just slits his throat out of nowhere and i'm like what and it's a moment that may was supposed to make her a, a badass and it's it was totally unearned it was cheap it's like you just got owned by mark Wahlberg and uh tom holland and it's like what are you doing you know and antonio banderas yeah he's in this movie he's antonio banderas he did it for the paycheck yeah put on a couple of suits walk on set say some lines of dialogue and that's it. It's just, it was the most uninspiring performance <laughs> from Antonio Banderas. <laughs> but I don't think he was asked to do much more than that. But RD Film says there's legit like two levels in the games when he's a young adult teen. Okay, so there is some type of something they can draw from as far as a younger Nathan Drake. But yeah, it's like ben, Antonio Banderas is good casting for a villain for this movie. Now, I, right. I He was one of the things I was looking forward to the most. And it's like, what is going on here? And the dialogue that the villains were saying, specifically, who is this character? Let me go pull her up. So Braddock, played by Tati Gabrielle, which she was fine. It wasn't her fault. It she's reading, she's reading the lines that she was given. Whatever. But it's like she says the most cliche villain things in this movie. Like every like every time she talks, like it's just the same cliche lines we hear in every action movie. Um, and there were there were two of them specifically. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but <laughs> but it was just it, it's that it made me roll my eyes. And look, the adventure aspect of it was fun. I, I love yeah, I like that. I loved the you know, searching for the treasure and all that, and the getting to the ships and finding the ships and the ships floating up like being pulled up by the helicopter by a helicopter (laughs) that was great action scenes you know and great prop use and great stunts but overall i just think like the skeleton of this movie i thought was good like okay you got tom holland as nathan drake mark Wahlberg was fine as Sully. like i don't have any strong opinions either way he was fine you have the good action scenes you have the the basic storyline but everything 
in the middle, like inside that made supposed to make up the movie and make it compelling just didn't work for me. Like I just, it felt like a shell of a movie to me, but I think, look, Gio, you and I always talk about brother stuff. We both have brothers, brother stuff in movies and shows gets us more than that pulls your heartstrings, buddy. And look, the stuff with him and his brother when they're little and his brother said he's always going to come back for him. And the tease at the end, that stuff was cool. So ironically, I'm down to see the story continue. But I just look, it's directed by Ruben Fletcher and Ruben Fletcher directed Zombieland, which Zombieland one is amazing. Yes. But Ruben Fletcher has directed Venom, Zombieland Double Tap. Which I didn't love Zombie Zombieland Double Tap to be honest. It was cool. It wasn't terrible. Um, he directed Gangster Squad. <laughs> so it's like a lot of disappointing films. And I think he's living off of that um the Zombieland hype, you know. Look, I he directed 30 minutes or less, which I I don't really remember that movie, but um he's worked with Justin Eisenberg a lot. But uh yeah, I just don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. And I'm curious, like, I'm curious what, because I haven't watched any videos or anything. I'm curious what a diehard Uncharted fan thinks of this, honestly. They probably feel the same way that a Trekkie feels about the J.J. Abrams Star Trek mm, movies. Um, I see. If I had to maybe compare. Um, and I haven't listened to a lot of them. But um, it, Rachel... Yeah, you, that that's interesting because there's a moment where Nathan Drake gets his um, um, gun and holster, and I, I recognize the look from oh, the video yeah. games, and I was like, "Oh, okay." It's like when Tomb Raider gets her, you know, guns, and it's just like, "Okay, that triggered something," and that was pretty cool. Even though yeah. I never played the video games, just having I could seen... imagine that being a cool moment for fans, you know sure yeah um but in a lot of ways this felt like a movie that came out in like the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s you know like it it did it does yeah the the mannerisms uh, the tropes um the 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 disrespect of female characters in this movie oh my god i mean yeah honestly so there's there's a female character and I, I don't remember her name, but she, she, she sort of teams up with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. And uh, she tries to pull a fast one. Only they get the upper hand. And then she's left literally driving a boat to like the middle of nowhere. And that's the last you see of her <laughs> for like 30 minutes. It's so dumb. And they just and show then, her driving by. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show her at the end and like, Oh, you got me. And it's just like, and yeah. then we talked about the the female antagonist and how like you know she was just not a very good written character and it's just like i thought we were past all of this come on now the bar for female characters has risen so much since the mid 2000s i mean going back even before that and it's just like oh god cringe but i don't know maybe maybe the fact that i took a full shot of jameson on an empty stomach, <laughs> grab some popcorn with extra butter and just went in there and just, you know, like turn my brain off. Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland, let's go adventure. I thought it was 
pretty fun. Yeah. You know, I'm not pissed off that I I watched it in theaters. No, you know? not at all. Sure. Like I, I would. I'm glad we went. You know, like it there was. Were, <laughs> you talk about dialogue, man. There was a couple of times where. You know, like uh, RD said, you know, the 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 Scottish person and the way the lines were delivered and written, yeah. I, was, I was laughing. It was just yeah. and the, the way Tom a, Holland was like, what? What'd you say? Like, there was like a certain level him, of yeah. comedy. You just uh, on the cringe moments. And yeah. um, look, sometimes it's OK for movies to be like that. You know, we we obviously want better. You know, we don't want the bar to be set low for these movies and to be like, it's OK. But I'd be lying if I said there was not a level of entertainment to be had from all this. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Rachel uh, said this, I, which I agree with bartending fighting is a pretty cool fighting style. That's my main takeaway from this movie. I did like when Tom Holland, cause he's a bartender, right? Yeah. He was using the, the bottles to fight the, the guy, the henchman. I thought that was pretty cool. He goes, he jumps in the back because they, they yeah. end up going to a bar and he's like, oh, let me, I got this and starts serving drinks and like yeah. fighting at the same time. That was pretty cool. Let's bring in Mr. Keith Barnes. He has arrived. What's up, man? Hey. How you doing, oh, man? My How are you? Just a We're yeah, having a spoiler discussion for a movie you haven't seen. <laughs> Listen, uncharted. listen, uh, Rachel. Good evening. Got uncharted two, uncharted three. Oh, you played it. Yeah, Keith's uncharted, uncharted Lost guy. Legacy. Wow. My PS, wow. Th- my PS4 is literally. I bought the Uncharted edition, Uncharted four. I literally bought this just to get Uncharted four, specifically for Uncharted four a few years back. When it came out. <laughs> Damn. So I'm a big Uncharted guy. Have you, Massive Uncharted have you guy. seen it yet or no? What's up? No, I haven't seen it. Are you uh, interested in watching it? Has the marketing gotten you excited or scared? <laughs> no, not at all. But I was, well, I'm interested in seeing it. I don't know if it's going to be a theater uh, viewing for me. Um, maybe. I, I'm intrigued from what I've heard. Apparently it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Um. Because the marketing for me was just like, uh, they lost me big time with the Mark Wahlberg <laughs> casting. Um, I'm like, what? Mark Wahlberg? That, that doesn't seem to fit right for me. But um, based on what you're talking to you the other day, Gio, and, and hearing you guys just now and other reviews I've heard, apparently it's not, it's not great, but it's not. It's just kind of just, yeah, it's okay. So I am, I'm, I'm curious to see it, but. I'm not in a rush to see it, but um, I don't. So, so for those who haven't played the video game, but you know, thought Mark Wahlberg wasn't bad in the movie, and you know, he was essentially Mark Wahlberg. Um, yeah, that's what, what I. That's exactly what I. Heard. What is the Sully character supposed to be like? I think. Uh, well, I know when the. Mm, a lot of people would have in mind, if you can imagine, uh, oh, I don't know how to, obviously I think the biggest one people would, I would always hear is J.K. Simmons. If you can imagine J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. in that role um, as with the mustache and everything, he would look kind of like J. Jonah Jameson, right? He wouldn't act like that at all. If you can imagine that look 
first of all. And then, and his his demeanor is kind of a like there are a lot of these games, and I think they do it from what I heard because um, I did I listened to a spoiler review about it, and I don't mind spoilers, so it's okay. Um, where he's a type of character where he he did kind of sort he took Drake in at a young age. They touch on it uh, a little bit in Uncharted Three. He took him in, kind of brought him into his world of uh, ooh. Gordon Post, sorry, yeah, Stephen Lang, That's, yeah, there you go. Stephen Lang That's did. A, I was gonna say they had a Absolutely. Nathan Fillion, Stephen Lang fan film. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what? that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, mm-hmm. if you watch that, that what Stephen Lang did was absolutely perfect. Um, God, why would they? Anyway, okay, why would they not? Like he was perfect. Um, it's so odd yeah, to me he, because Mark Wahlberg just looks like an older version of Tom Holland in the movie. It's when they're standing it's next it. to each other, it looks so weird. When so Wahlberg, I could see casting him as Nathan Drake. Like, no, that, I know that's what I, I remember. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. So I just found it odd. And Tom Holland was good. I know when they first announced it, we all expected it to be the young Nathan Drake story, which they touch on in three and four with him and his brother when they were school age, as early teens, uh, mid to early teens, and a little bit maybe slightly older. Um, it, that's one of the things that kind of turned me off a little in the marketing and just in seeing what this movie seemed to be about is that they're covering it looks like things from all four all well yeah all four of these games five well really uh, but all four of the games into this one movie um because I, I will ask you guys because I don't really know but I think does it open does this movie start with the train crash on the side of the mountain is that what I think I heard no, no. okay. All right, never mind. That, okay, I no. some of that. okay, well then never mind. Because that's in Uncharted 2. That's the opening of Uncharted 2 where it's like Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad so you're here, Keith, because I want to ask you, is in the games yeah. are Soli and or Nathan, are they trained fighters? <laughs> Great question. Yes and no. Like they're not trained, they're not like mercenaries at one point in time and they're learned how to no, but it's just they have experience fighting because they're always getting in. They're always yeah. being attacked okay. by, or chased by henchmen or yeah. fights like you saw, which is in the game or stuff like that. So, you know, they, they've learned how to fight through kind of street smarts and experience. Yeah. So Gio, I was going to tell you, one of the main things that bothered me is like throughout this whole entire movie, they're fighting henchmen. So look in my mind, like a rich billionaire hires henchmen. All these guys have, military backgrounds they're all trained fighters right that's how i look at it in my mind like in any movie if a billionaire is hiring henchmen they should be trained fighters right and then nathan drake and <laughs> Soli, they're like going around beating up all these guys and i'm like when they never once established <laughs> at all that they are capable of fighting like they're capable of thieving sure. and like they're very good at treasure hunting and and stealing stuff but it's like how indian jokes it's They're exactly automatically good fighters. Like right. what? It's a, it's to, it's like know. Indiana Jones. Like Indiana Jones, just he knows how to fight because he's always getting in fights all the time. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I'm actually not 100 percent sure about Sully. I, I don't know. Hmm. I actually never, as much as I am a fan of Uncharted, I never played Uncharted one, so I don't know if they go into Sully's background at all. But from the games I've played, I I don't really recall anything like that. Yeah, but to me it's just like it's like if one of us were just swept up into an adventure and we had to fight henchmen it's like <laughs> I, we'd probably get our ass beat, you know what I mean? Like Sure. 
Well, he does. He often does. Oh, to be yeah, honest, certainly true. in the games, he definitely does. But that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the behind the scenes, and it looks like one of the first photos features Mark Wahlberg in a mustache with a mustache. Okay, so that's I heard the about that post credit scene we missed. Yeah. So Gio and that's, I, there's kind of two post credit scenes. There's a, like an immediate one that shows his brother, and then. Gio and I were like, let's get out of here. I, I, we both <laughs> sure. were like, yeah. I could feel it. We both were like antsy to get out of there. I that guess was. there was another one, but I didn't really care. I wasn't going to look it up sure. and wait. And I guess it was the scene from the trailer where he walks in and he's like, what's up with the mustache? And he's like, puberty's right around the corner, kid, or whatever. Like, <laughs> yes. I guess that's from the post credit scene. And it's hinting at the sequel for at thieves end. I had a friend who plays uncharted. Tell me that. Okay. At thieves end. Is that what they're going to do? The next one. Okay. That's what my, my buddy said that it hints towards. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I did have a feeling and I, I heard about that. He did get the mustache at the end, which is funny, but it's like, a, it's like on the TV show, uh, Gotham, right? How commissioner Gordon, he never had the mustache until I think till the end. Right. Is that what, oh I think yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah, and I think one of them was: uh, Does he get his guns or whatever? Nathan Drake gets guns because I heard he doesn't shoot anyone at all in this movie. Because one of the signatures of Nathan Drake is that he is. I'm telling you, he's his body count is in the thousands. So you don't care about spoilers? No. No. no okay, so Gio was talking about it. There's, you know, in the end action battle scene, he like take somebody's like what's that thing you put on like that the shoulder the guns? Uh, yeah, yeah like because uh, that's like holster. what he wears right so he t- yeah. he never uses a gun in the whole movie and then at the end he takes somebody else's one of those and it has guns gotcha. on it and he starts using right. them okay okay <laughs> yeah okay but i don't know if he even actually shot somebody like i can't remember i think he was, was like, like a tomb trying, raider. A tomb raider, i think he was like uh, trying to shoot somebody right okay <laughs> I just tried finding the post credit and I couldn't find it anywhere online. Like, come on, somebody post it <laughs> so I can watch it. So it's there's the it's the second a... Curtis asked. It's the second post credit scene. First the first scene. one shows his brother in After the, scene in the like, trailer <laughs> locked away. Yeah, that's what was so weird to me. I was like, where's that scene? It was like the main scene, the main comedy bit of the trailers. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. That's what we remember, like they did that in Tomb Raider, right? Where at the end of Tomb Raider, the the new one, where she finally she bought the two oh, guns. Oh, that's true, shot. yeah. Because that's her but signature, like, is the two guns. That was so. like the end shot of the movie, though, for Tomb Raider. Right. This happened like in the middle of the action. Got you. Um, while they're doing, which I will say, we talked about that pirate ship scene with when the helicopters lift the pirate ships up. That scene was cool. That sequence was it awesome. actually looked cool from the yeah from what I saw. And like actually. like Rachel said, it, it's worth seeing in theaters for that. Honestly, like the the action pieces, like, right, right. So is there any like puzzle solving or like problem? Like <laughs> there's always some kind of. Did you guys talk about it? Already? A little bit. Know. No, I not I, I really. heard vaguely about it, but I didn't really know. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's clues that the brother leaves behind that he has to right. try and solve. And there's like stuff with some keys that he has to like figure out, okay. you know, what they mean and like where they lead right. to and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so there is some mystery solving uh, throughout this uh, 
throughout this movie. Because outside of the um, outside of the action, that's a big part of you know uh, the Uncharted games. There's always some kind of you got to go into a room and you gotta you gotta flip a mirror around and aim the sunlight at the mirror. And it's got to illuminate some jewel that's hidden in a. There wasn't a enough of that for me. Like, oh, really? I felt like that should have been like the main focus of the movie, like those type of things. Right. Okay. And it's like, there's a few of them, like his brother leaves him postcards, which ultimately meant something like if you put them all together sure. and then yeah. there was like a, a little thing with the key, these keys that pointed to a spot on the map. But I feel like there should have been more of that. Okay. Okay. Right. And of course, it's Gordon almost Post- like they, what's up? I was just going to say, Gordon Post just asked a question. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to highlight it. My computer is it this slow. one? About Elena. Oh, Elena. Elena better be in the sequel. Elena better um, be in the sequel. So that character's Who not is in Elena? That's great. I was just going to ask you guys if, if there's a character named Elena in the movie. So Elena, is, no. he meets her, I think, in the first game. Um, she's a photographer. They kind of cross mm. paths. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, it's been so long since I played Uncharted 2, I don't fully remember. But they eventually get married. I think uh, mm. by the time you get to uh, Uncharted 3, I think they just got married. And then when Uncharted 4 starts, there, Drake is retired, retired, and he's just actually just living at home. Him and Elena are at home, and she's kind of getting back to her photography and stuff. And he's just kind of staying at home bored, and his brother kind of drags him back into it. Oh. No, yeah, there's so a character named movie. there's a character named Chloe. Is that anybody? Chloe. Chloe, that's uh so in the spin-off game on Charlie Legacy, that's her right here. Chloe Fraser. Oh really? Yes. And she's oh, uh, wow, she's that's a cool. Cool character. Yeah, fan favorite character. She's uh Well then you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> upset by, by what happens in the, it, okay. let me ask, oh, is Braddock what? um Wow, okay. Well, okay, no, Chloe. They Geo's just referencing. She, they they kind of mistreat the character, in a way. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, really? she's not portrayed very well. Like the actress does a good job, I think. Right. But the way they write the character is not great. But I'm curious: is the main antagonist, the girl Braddock or whatever Brodick? I don't know how to pronounce her name. But is she a character? Uh, there is a character I think named Braddock from I think Uncharted Two. But it's a, I believe it's a. Maybe they did a. Um, maybe it was a male character okay. that they. Yeah, I think it's a male character. Just made a woman character. She's like the. Yeah, the name sounds. The familiar. big badass and badass villain in the movie. Okay. Interesting. If you want to call her badass? She's like a mercenary working with Moncada. Okay, so there. Oh, uh, got you. So there's a character. This other character that's also in the, the spinoff game, uh, Nadine. The other one, not Chloe, but the other one on the cover here with the gun. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Her, her name's Nadine something. She's Nadine Ross is her name. She's a mm. also she is. That sounds like her. Like she's a mercenary who's trying to help this arrival of Drake steal the same thing, and they kind of yeah. She's pretty so is Chloe like an ally in the games? Yes. Or, yeah. Do she's they ever ally. cross each other though? She's like, if you can imagine, she's kind of like how like she's not a villain, but she's like their relationship is kind of like Bruce Wayne. Or like Batman and Catwoman, how? Yeah, I kind of got that vibe of, from they, this. Well, they, yeah, yeah, they definitely that was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, in the movie, yeah. yeah. And she's often worked on else, and but 
it'll she'll kind of go her in her own direction and she'll wind up helping drake at the end because she cares about him and then they that's kind uh, of exactly what happens in the movie oh okay (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) all right well there there you go so uh so I want to ask about the brother. I know you guys. I know we got to wrap it up because I, I got up so late. But um, so the brother is in a post credit scene. Apparently, he's he's kind of hinted at through the movie, or he left secrets of something of some kind. Or uh, Sam Drake is that his name? Do you want to know? Like, sure, I don't mind. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, he's so, in so the movie okay. for a little bit in the beginning, and then it's kind of following his breadcrumbs and clues and. Got stuff it. like that and then a surprise he's alive but it's right it's uh kind of explained in a way that he died but didn't really yep got it. okay so, yes yeah. okay that's a lot of yeah okay so a lot of i think uncharted 4 is that and his brother shows up with a new mission like, hey i need you to help me he was locked <laughs> in a prison or whatever and Yep. Da, 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 goes in there, so. Yeah. So in the first three games, is uh-huh. his brother like not around? No, they don't. Int- no, not at all. They well, they introduce mm. him in flashback in Uncharted Three when they were okay. teenagers at the orphanage. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out in Uncharted Four that he's still alive. Yes. Yeah, he shows up. Uh, I, I think maybe I can't remember how long it's been since they've seen each other. Um. Uh, wow. But yeah, They're I think it was one of those storylines where one of them kind of maybe a, like left the other behind on on something or something something like that happened. I don't. Know. It's one of those stories where you left me behind and uh, you know I don't can't remember what it was fully, but uh, wow. So, so they actually it's really like good. they actually used a lot of influence from the games. I feel like and like took okay. bits and pieces from each game. From what you're telling me, it sounds like they took right. bits and pieces from each game and like made a movie but are going to tell all of it plan to tell all of it if they make more if they make another one do you it sounds like they're set up obviously the sequel right like do you think they're gonna what do you guys think do you think depends on box office to be honest yeah like that's unfortunately but honestly i think it will i think it will because it's doing okay it's doing all right yeah i think it got like a million over a hundred million dollars in the three-day Okay. Opening weekend, so right. yeah, that's good. Uh, how is the airplane uh, stunt scene? How how how'd that go? How'd that look to you guys? Oh, you're talking about the one with the uh, where where the cargo goes out the back and yes. Um, it was okay. It back of, so you see that's <laughs> oh, oh. Yep. it's on the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. No, it was good. It, it actually looked good. It looked good. Like it wasn't. I don't think the action of it was executed the best. Okay. But it looked really good, and I'm like, okay. again, he he like must have was part of a circus at one point in his life because he's <laughs> like very skilled at like falling and right. catching on to stuff and and all this and like, acrobatics and stuff like that. And super you have to kind of... He was in like the Black Widow program. Like that. There we go. <laughs> you have to like suspend disbelief on like an uh, almost on a level of fast and furious let's just put it that way it made like, me feel like oh if i fall out of a plane and there's like a bunch of debris i'll be okay you like, can just jump on try to jump yeah i can just it. jump on the debris and like land oh they literally watch do that in the, blackwood i wasn't even thinking about that watch the, yeah they do yeah right 
Well, if you get a chance, watch the trailer. Watch the trailer for the game for Uncharted Three, and you'll see because uh, they, they that was the big marketing for the for that game was the airplane crash sequence. And, is and Nolan North the guy who voices Nathan Drake in the games? He voices him, yes. And yeah, I heard I heard the same thing, Gordon. So, Gio, uh, remember when they pull up to like the resort and there's a guy on, like on a laying down, and he has yeah. way too much dialogue for a random oh, guy yeah. out of nowhere. That's yeah. the okay. guy who so voices him? the actor. And I knew it. I I figured it was him when we oh, were watching wow. the movie. Yeah, I, he does the. They actually see, he does the voice and the motion capture because they actually do mocap uh, oh. for the games. Yeah, that's so all cool. the voice actors do. They do all the mocap too, which is pretty cool. So he's done it for all of them. So yeah. So Keith, do you you know who directed this movie? No, I do not. Ruben Fletcher. Really, director of Venom. I didn't know that. Yeah. And yeah. And the, obviously the Zombieland films, but I'm just curious. Yes. Like, okay, that's that's interesting. What well, you I, you don't you know like what? Venom, right? Like the first one? No, I don't. It's it's fine. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, but I love uh, uh, Zombieland, both of those. So um, yeah. So I'm just curious. Like, that's interesting. But to be honest, like man, the script this. is not great, and he didn't write it. So I think the right. script was the problem with the dialogue and they didn't dive enough into like the, the treasure hunting. So I don't know. Right. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. So, okay. That's interesting. Well, I'm intrigued. It's piqued my interest now. Maybe I will check it out. I I heard that the writers of one of these games actually wrote the script. I don't know if that's still true. I remember when they first announced it. I'm not sure. But someone made a comment. If I were you, I would check it out, Keith. Sure, sure, sure. Because if you the game, like if you even some of the cutscenes, I mean, a lot of it is kind of someone pointed out in the in the comments. Uh, I can't. I was gonna scroll back and see. It, a lot of it does feel it is kind of cliched tropes stuff. Like even even the dialogue. So I wonder if they brought that into this movie. It's what it sounds like. I mean, it's really good. It's well oh, done. The voice acting is great. The mo capture is great, and the story is super compelling. But you, it is it's stuff that you it's nothing that you haven't heard before. And that's kind of what I've heard about this movie. So um, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I might check it out. I, I left this movie wanting to or wishing that I would have played the game. Um I kind of mm. want to go online and just watch a bunch of the cutscenes from the video games. You should. Yeah. Maybe that'll like give me more context into uh right, right. this lore of Uncharted. So, yeah. yeah listen, well, my when I would play these, even for, I, I got Uncharted two back in ten years ago, maybe, and I've been playing them each since then. But like when the kids were little, they would just sit down and watch me play all day long. <laughs> and even and even their mom, when she was here, she would she would act, they would all just sit down and watch. And They're watch just like watching like, a movie, a yeah, super yeah. long movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, man, yeah. Check out the, the all the cutscenes. Really All right. Well, that's going to wrap it for our review of Uncharted spoilers and for Apocaflix Now. Thank you so much for joining us this Tuesday, February 22nd. That's 22222. Two, two, two. <laughs> what a date. I don't know. Something cool about <laughs> that. Something that will not happen again in our lifetime. So let's cherish yeah. the rest of this evening. And, uh, 
yeah, before we head out, uh, go around and uh, where can they find you online? Uh, Jacob, go ahead. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JacobBartley824. And guess what? We're bringing the Fantasy Football Podcast back at First Round Fantasy in March. We'll be talking about NFL free agency and where we want the free agents to go in the needs of fantasy players. So come check us out there. Keith. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Rachel, thank you for the birthday wishes. It's Jake Berlin's birthday today. Happy birthday, Jake. And my birthday is tomorrow. So 43 is the new 42, as I always say. So thank there you. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say really quick, I love Peacemaker so much. It might yeah. be the best. It might be the best comic book TV show that we've had so far. Honestly, I, I mean, it might mm. be. It might be. It's in the conversation. Um, anyway, I, I, it, yeah, absolutely. Easily top two or three. But anyway, um, Jacob and I will probably talk about that on Bartley and Barnes next episode. Uh, first Monday of the month, right? Is that what we said? Yeah, because we were going to do Soon. it on the 28th, but you're out of town, right? Yeah, I'll be in. I might actually be back that night. So you know what? Yeah, we'll see. Either we'll the 28th we'll or the 7th. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. But so, on that show, Barnes. we're going to be doing um, our Oscar winner predictions on that the next Bartley and Barnes. So that should be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oscar predictions. And since you and I haven't talked about uh, Boba Fett, we'll probably maybe try to do mm-hmm. that too. Um, we'll talk Boba Fett, so, Peacemaker. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, hopefully you also see me on Gio's thing, which he will tell you about in just a second. So anyway, good night, everyone. That's right. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Grey Goose Jedi and um, my own channel, Fandom United. Check me out on there. Um, still figuring out the live shows. Um, hope to bring that back in March and have some guests. But that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for your time, for your support, and for uh, hanging out with us on this Tuesday. We always enjoy that. And um, yeah. Remember, next week we will not have a show because we are going to go watch the Batman, but we will have a YouTube short uploaded uh, that evening. So stay tuned for that. Our immediate non-spoiler reactions coming out of the Batman. And uh, can't wait for that. That'll do it for us. Y'all be safe. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care.